Hey, Max. Nothing strategies that work in the classroom. Cats and kids. You enter the classroom, you can love cats, but you must love kids more. Hello, Cats and Kids fans. This is Brad. And Roger. And we're here to talk about the signs that are coming from a student that something might not be right at home. Right, right. Because we know, and all the research shows, that home support, some kind of home support, is so necessary for kids to be successful in school. So, Roger, what are some of those signs that... um things in the home environment may be spilling over into what's going on in your classroom. Yeah. What, what are they? Well, uh, maybe a kid that uh, usually has their homework done suddenly isn't getting the homework done. Or maybe a student that's alert or, or more alert in class suddenly has their hood up, their head down, or um, when you ask them questions, they seem more on edge or more snap back at you. Yeah, yeah. That that it 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 isn't the way the kid used to be, or maybe it's a it's a it's a transfer. A kid that that that's come in and doesn't seem to be able to understand the rules uh, uh, is uh, confused. Uh, about what they should do and how they should be in your classroom. Uh, what would be some other... Well, obviously, some signs would be if uh, the student talks to you. Have you ever had a student come in and talk to you about things at home? Yeah, um, I have had that happen. One more thing to just backtrack yeah, just a quick yeah. second. It might be things that you hear the students saying to other students that you overhear. Right. Oh, yeah. And this is, I'm not talking about on one day, but I'm saying over the course of some time, you're starting to pick up on this student and you're not hearing full words or conversations, but you get the feeling that something else is going on in their life. Right. Well, it, it goes back to the many things we've talked about in these podcasts about teacher being aware teacher being alert, teacher listening, and through experience, the teacher, you know, something just isn't quite right. Uh, and, and and then the the uh, bigger issue is, what do you do? Do you do anything? Do you, what, do you put on a different hat than a teacher hat, Brad? Yeah, do you seek out the student and say, hey, so-and-so, I've noticed that, um, things have changed a little bit lately, or you're not yourself, do you want to talk about it? Do you call them straight out? Or if they come to you, at what point do you... Are you the yeah. listener and not the teacher? Yeah, do you, do you get on the phone and call the parent right. the next day and say, hey, I think your kid is... Uh, if something's going on at home, they're not getting their work done. Yeah, I don't um, know. I don't think you do that. All right. I have known teachers that like to get into the weeds in these in these issues, and they probably shouldn't be teachers. They should be something entirely different. Um, I, I never wanted to be one of those people because a teacher will usually get burned in one way or another if they get too deep into uh, the home life of a student. 
So how do you know when you're getting too deep? Um, I don't know if we have like a, a, a test or a scale for that, but I think that maybe in opening the conversation with the student, that maybe you come at it at, from the angle of not that you're the solver, but you are the guide, the direction arrow, the compass to help steer the student in the right direction. I mean, you're a teacher. Um, it's okay that you're a teacher, but there's other people in your building or in this other student's life. There's other resources around that you could help guide that student to that's more within somebody else's um, repertoire of right knowledge. Right, right. And, and I know we talk about the counselor a lot and we need more counselors. It could be the social worker, school psychologist. Yeah, it 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 peer peer helper. It could be if there's a peer helper program in your school, but yeah, it again. I think the key, Brad, is that the the teacher has limitations. Uh, the teacher is a general practitioner, uh, and they're not a specialist in these uh in these home issues these family issues i hadn't thought about school psychologists that's another person that's a, that's a great resource i think um within the situation it's good to listen remember you are a mandated reporter so every school oh yeah in state there's those guidelines you know to follow and within my district you're supposed to report things if this is dealing with safety and um, malnutrition is part of safety right. too right it's reporting it to the counselor the principal but we're we're not saying it's it's necessarily to that level how do you know when you're getting in too deep as a listener and you need to point the student in a direction one of the things i might suggest and people might have other ideas, so feel free to let us know, is ask, saying to the student, hey, I notice things aren't the same, or I, you know, I'm picking up that um, th something is bothering you. Is there, some, um, is there something that I can help you with, or, and I think the or is important to say. Absolutely. Is there somebody I can connect you with, or... Could I connect you with your counselor or maybe, but maybe you start out by saying generally and maybe they don't want to have anything, any part of the conversation. Right. right. And that's fine. I mean, we're not saying that this is necessarily a safety thing. Right. I, I, again, I think experience is important here. Uh, I remember as a, as a young teacher, uh, you you think you can conquer the entire world and you think you know everything and you're roughly the same age, age as some of those kids and as you get older as a teacher with more experience you realize that the best thing you could do sometimes is not confuse the issue is not jump in and maybe cause more problems right Along those lines, to make this even more complicated, I think it's important, too, that you do help the student address the issue and not say, you know what, this has nothing to do with my class. I'm going to, the kid, something's wrong with them, but 
I've got other things to do and other things to deal with. I think it's important from that relationship standpoint that you offer to help direct them to somebody that might help. And like we've said before, sometimes what the student might need or want, might be good for the student is for you to help with that handoff, especially right. Right. if they've confided a little bit in you that you're that trusted person. And again, you admit to them that you have some expertise, but there's other people in the building that are really good listeners, idea makers, problem solvers, planners that um, you would like to help connect them with them. Would you like to email them together? Can I introduce you to so-and-so? And one of the things is walking them down. And another one we like to call is kind of a bump in where a bump in. you may let the counselor know, hey, I, I, I've seen there's an issue with one of your students. Um, maybe you could stop by my fourth hour class That's and I, you know, about some other issue and I will nonchalantly introduce you to them. And uh, maybe that's a time to connect. All of this, yes. All of this points to how complicated the world of a teacher is. Uh, and how t to someone who's never been a teacher, they think, oh, you work not even nine months of the year. You make so much money. Wow. Uh, the, it, a, a teacher's job is terribly complicated if they're going to do it right, you're making hundreds of decisions a day. And that have like long-term oh, effects. Long-term effects. And uh, it's, it, it, it's a burden uh, that uh, only the strongest can, can bear and do it perfectly. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to do things wrong. But you... you, you you gotta love cats and you gotta love kids. Uh, it's it's trying time and again. And as a very well-educated person, you don't have to have all the answers. Right. Remember that it's the intelligent people that know when they're reaching their limits of expertise. And it's the socially intelligent people that know when to pass it off to somebody else. Exactly. Exactly right. Well, people and cats <laughs> and as we're kids. surrounded. Oh, yeah, my, my, my big fat orange cat came in and wanted to bother us, but she decided to settle down and listen. Until um, next time, have a great day and remember... Something about cats, something S about something kids. Something about man. kids and love them and yeah, there we go. Thank you. Thank you. That sound means that it's the end of another episode. But before we wrap up and go feed our kitties, we want to remind you that if you have ideas of warm-ups or icebreakers or other strategies, please share them on our Facebook page or comment below. And remember, when you enter the classroom, you can love cats, but you must love kids more. Have a good day.